Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevs here. Tony Kennett in for Casey today. And we start with big news yesterday. Well, it looks like we will not have an indictment on Trump, if we want at all, Tony, for oh, at least a month. Who could have guessed? It's going to happen <laughs> next week. It's going to happen next week, next month, next year. The walls are closing in. Politico reporting that the Trump grand jury will now not meet for the next month. They are claiming this was, as they're describing it, a scheduled hiatus. Which that seems kind of weird. Even though they already came out and said they were scheduled to meet earlier and then chose not to, I guess, oh, it's happening, but it's not happening, but it's good that it is. The whole thing, Tony, is very Trump in the sense of, you know, you've got this lunatic guy that Trump is, as he always does, masterfully paints in whatever terms he wants to paint him probably pretty accurately in the case of Alvin Bragg. Trump then outs himself. He's the only guy in the history of ever who's basically shouting from the mountaintops, I'm going to be indicted. Hey, look at me. Do it. I dare you. I triple double Trump cheeseburger dare you. And And then they did it. And then they didn't didn't indict him. And now they've been calling witnesses and some guy named Pecker is involved. And now they've said, well, we're going to wait a month. So it is, as usual, a total you-know-what show. It is everything Donald Trump is almost always involved in, and uh, here we sit. For for the Republican primary, this is a circus that's in its favor. It is. It's, it's in his favor. It's playing out exactly like he wants it to. He is popularing his way out of this indictment that's a stupid indictment in the first place. So in, in this at this point, it's just funny to watch. It really is. Yeah, we, Casey and I talked about this the other day, that... People say, well, this is going to help Trump. It's going to help him win. In the primary, yeah, will. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think this helps him in the general because I don't think it moves the needle one way or another with the people he needs to move the needle with. But I do agree with you that the people who are more inclined to vote in a Republican primary will say, this guy is getting screwed. There's clearly a reason they don't want him in there, and we're not going to give him what they want. This is not good for Ron DeSantis. I think that it, well, I, I, I agree with what I heard Kat say this morning in a little bit of analysis, which was that a lot of this is an unknown because DeSantis hasn't declared yet. He has not actually gotten out and saying, hey, I'm running for president. So a lot of early polling is kind of sketch. However, I will say that Trump is not necessarily turning the needle for Republicans in the primary. What I think Trump is doing with this is he is encouraging more people in the Republican camp to come out and vote in the primary. And they're going to come out and vote for him. People that normally wouldn't care about the presidential primary are going to come out because he was right. People are coming after him. And his message of they're after you and I'm in the way is paying off. Yeah. So there's so many layers to this. And Casey and I talk about this almost on a daily basis. There's the actual, you know, there's the political side of it, which is interesting and what we delve into in the entertainment side of it. And then there's also the what's actually going on here. And so Ian Pryor, who used to work for the DOJ, he was on Newsmax yesterday day and he said there are two maybe three possibilities as to what's going on here 
But I think there's two possibilities here, right? The, the first possibility is that, you know, there, there has been a vote and they're just not going to have the four person sign it until, you know, Bragg can can position the, the PR the way he wants to. That's that's one possibility. The other possibility is that they don't have what they see now as a good case and they're scrambling. They're scrambling to try and figure out how to solidify that case. Or I guess a third possibility here is they're scrambling to figure out how to get this out later on down the road when there's not as much attention to it and people aren't paying so close, you know, so close an eye to it as they have been over the past couple of weeks. Bragg wants the indictment and he's going to try to find a way to jam the square peg into the round hall. Yes, I agree. And I, I will slightly disagree with with Ian. Good, a good friend and really good guy. Wade forever will be smarter than I am. So take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I believe that it's really all three. It is not one of those three things. I believe that currently the, the DA's office is, is just on fire and that they have completely goofed and they are trying very hard to ungoof themselves. And it's just it's just not happening. So they're both waiting, scrambling, trying to find something and waiting for the right time. Uh, Trump, he went off as he often does, the truth social media and in the way that Trump only can calls it election interference. Election interference through prosecutors is the new ballot stuffing for the Democrat Party. It's bad. It's dangerous. It's third world. And this is the way they're going to do it. They are a disgrace to our nation. Trump is a master at and I say this as someone who is pretty good at arguing and pretty good at debating. I'm not brilliant like you, but I do Stop feel doing that. that I am pretty good and ha- was as an elected official and have been on the radio pretty good at at debating and arguing. And oftentimes you can almost will yourself into getting your way if you're good at those things. And the key is that Trump is maybe the best I've ever seen at this. He never gets off his own turf in terms of the conversation. He never, no matter what the topic is or how you try to come back with it or whatever, he can weeble wobble. He can, is a master and you will always talk on things on his terms. And that's why he's a billionaire. I, I, first of all, we need to talk about how you just use the term weeble wobble. Uh, that's that you're, you're <laughs> that's much a strong term, isn't weeble it? wobble, but he won't fall down. I, I think that it, it's really interesting. And I think you're right that he always talks on his own terms. Throwing a punch at Trump over something like this is only going to work for him. The best way to treat Trump is the way that DeSantis had been treating Trump. Don't mention him. Ignore him. Leave him alone. Any punch you throw at Trump, he will grab, turn around, and then use for his campaign. And he does that masterfully. Remember, Trump did not win the 2016 election. Hillary Clinton lost the 2016 election because she didn't run for president. She ran against Trump, which was great. Trump took all of those things and turned it around. And that's what Trump's good at. So yeah, anything that Trump is going to get this DA is really just helping him get elected. It's, it's really, it's a smart video to make. It, 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 you know, the original um, Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the all-time great horror movies. It's actually a really good movie, period. You know, the spoiler alert, it's been out for 40 years. So I think we can tell people how it ends. It ends when Fred Krueger, they finally figure out, the main character finally figures out, if you just ignore him and don't give him the power over you, then he can't do anything to you. All his powers derive from your fear, your attention, your obsession with him. And that's sort of the way it is with Trump, right? It, people just cannot ignore him. And when you cannot ignore him, then you play on his terms. 
and you're not ever going to win playing on his terms. Yep, the very few interviews that DeSantis has been goaded into talking about Trump have been disastrous for for a pre-campaign so far. They they haven't been bad. Nothing he said was wrong. However, once you start talking about why Trump did something, because Trump's never talked about why he's done something, ever. He's just done things and then said those things were good. He never talks about why he made a move. So whenever you interpret that, all he has to do is go, wrong, you're wrong, and also, you're disgraceful. Like There's no way really to defend against that. Ignoring him really is the best move. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, she is, is she married yet to Donald Trump Jr.? I, uh, she's at least engaged to him. She was on Fox News for years. She was married to Gavin yeah, Newsom I don't at follow one point. That. They're like the Kardashians of the right. Kimberly Guilfoyle has a type, and it is rich, my friend. That is her first thing. Let's see the bank account. She was married to Gavin Newsom. She was married to a guy who was a furniture who something or other. Who hasn't been married to Gavin Newsom uh, at this point. And now she is married, engaged, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, she uh, was, a, was a lawyer before she was marrying rich people. And she uh, also, I believe this was Newsmax, really did a great job of ripping this entire case that Alvin Bragg is presenting apart. So that's the best that they could come up with. Yeah, because they had no evidence, no facts. This was always a total sham, another witch hunt against President Trump. This was, again, further evidence of Alvin Bragg weaponizing the political system, the judicial system uh, to his own end, trying to persecute a former president of the United States. It's unprecedented in every single way, shape and form. Remember, Rob, you know, Southern District declined to pursue this. FEC declined to pursue this. And, oh, the only big outcome involving any of the stuff with Stormy Daniels was Trump won. And he was awarded a judgment of $300,000 that Stormy Daniels had to pay him. So can we just, like, connect the dots here, people? Like, B follows A in the alphabet. It's not that hard. Yeah, this is going nowhere. He has no case. But they shouldn't allow this kind of malicious, abusive, selective prosecution. He should be investigated. And Congress is doing just that and using their subpoena power. And he's going to have to answer some questions and provide documents as to the basis of this witch hunt. Strong. I mean, I, I want to point out one thing that she said. She said another witch hunt. And there is a very masterful thing in politics that you can do and in journalism that you can do that I see it all the time, especially among the talking heads. If you ever do something wrong, all you have to do is wait for the next crisis when someone goes after you. Then you just call it another witch hunt, another <laughs> going after my family, another go whatever, because then by doing that. You simply paint all of the previous wrongs as another witch hunt, just them going after Trump again. And as far as like PR and campaign strategy goes, that's a master stroke. Uh, Rob Kendall, Kev's here. Tony Kennett in for Casey today. When we come back, there was some a pretty epic back and forth between Rand Paul and Josh Hawley. So two Republicans over the ban of TikTok. You know me, Tony. You know on this show, we are always Team Rand Paul. I'll be curious to see where you come down on this. We'll talk about it when we come back. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. today we can play the good music I'm not sleepy, and no place <laughs> yeah it's a singer songwriter music oh, all day thank you kev thank you it is the kendall and casey show i'm rob kevin's here tony kennett in for casey okay so there was an epic back and forth between Rand paul and josh holly yesterday over the potential government ban of TikTok. Tony, you're the guest here today. Where are you in the government ban of TikTok? I'm for the government ban of TikTok. What? I know, I know, I am. Uh, because Mr. Liberty and Freedom, Mr. Get Government Out of Your Life, you want the government to control what you can do on your cellular telephone? It's a foreign threat. It is a foreign, oh, it is a certified. Tony, it I is love a, you so much, but you're so wrong. That's fine. We can argue about this one. It has been a certified, verified foreign threat. It is a foreign act against the United States. It is not a property of the United States that is being manipulated and shut down. Okay, so help me with this. Help me make, because nobody has been able to make the case. You are uh, far more brilliant than I. Stop doing If that. I, no, because I know it makes you uncomfortable. That's why I do it. Um haven't you un- you have been around me for years now don't mm. you understand how i operate my goal is to make you as uncomfortable as possible you are succeeding um help me understand this if i know that something is occurring i do believe it's the government's job to inform you if something is happening sure but if i know something is happening if i know china is spying on me if i know that if i have this app which of course i do not have the tiktok but if i know it's happening and I know they could be stealing your banking information. They could be stealing any number of things. No one's disputing that's happening. But if I know it and I choose to give them my stuff, why is it the government's job to say you cannot give them your stuff? So I would argue that there is a matter of operating in the United States that's more of the problem here. So TikTok, a Chinese company, is operating on the soil of the United States with Chinese backing, Chinese allegiance, and Chinese interests. And therefore, it's not that I have chosen to give them my data. I am also giving them a lot of access into American life so that they can continue to act against the interests of the United States directly and put the safety of its citizens who it is sworn to protect at risk. I want to come back to this, but I want to I want to play this because uh, usually I'm on Paul's side and well, against. Holly, I know this why I'm this very is, surprised. Yeah, this, you're is, so, this is a flip for me. I'm very surprised you're so anti liberty and freedom today. Um, let's play this back and forth, then we'll come back to this conversation. So Rand Paul goes first, and of course he is on the side as us liberty and freedom loving people are that you should be able to do with your information as you see fit, and it's none of the government's business. U.S. courts have already struck down the Trump ban on TikTok. It amazes me now that the other side that was so horrified by the idea of President Trump banning something has now jumping on board to ban it themselves. I hope center minds will reflect on which is more dangerous, videos of teenagers dancing or the precedent of the U.S. government banning speech. For me, it's an easy answer. I will defend the Bill of Rights against all comers, even if need be, from members of my own party. I object. Okay, so before we get to Holly, doesn't he have a case that if you're going to let him ban this, then it opens the 
It's the same thing we talked about during COVID. Don't give them the 15 days to flatten the curve because while that sounds innocent enough, they're never going to stop. He's not wrong. I I don't disagree with him. I don't disagree with anything that he says in that. And I do agree that it is problematic, the idea with banning social media in general, that they can use this in, in further points. However, at the moment, I have seen the evidence very clearly that China is using this app as a direct intervention in the United States. That is a definitive objective fact that cannot be turned away. Do I agree the government shouldn't just be willy-nilly banning speech? I No, I have no problem with the government uh, keeping its hands off. I, I do have a problem with the government banning speech. I would have no problem if TikTok was a U.S.-owned company that was operating without interest and allegiance. There needs to be an espionage investigation maybe into TikTok. Instead of a ban, I would compromise here from conservative to libertarian and say, investigate an espionage asset and if they're fine to violate it then shut down the charter to operate in u.s territory because i'm a whole i wholeheartedly agree with you in the sense of government entities state local federal whatever school systems all of them should not have the tiktok on on their phones because if there's a chinese immigrant that has a visa in the united states and they are sending information back to beijing on certain u.s key points and infrastructure that's espionage yes yeah okay so even if they have a visa and they have a right to be here by the visa that doesn't give them the right to send things back about people that choose to interact with this individual even though they know they're an immigrant from china it doesn't give them a right to operate on Chinese interests via espionage in the United States. And that is what TikTok has been shown to do. Maybe banning it isn't the solution, but I think that just running and saying, oh, the government's just going to use this to ban speech, it it kind of skips the point where, well, this is a foreign asset acting belligerently against the United States. All right, uh, here's Josh Hawley. Now, this is interesting because keep in mind, these guys are both Republicans. I don't think they're necessarily a lot alike on many things, but they are both the same party. And I thought this, this was a great back and forth. Here's Josh Hawley. Madam President, I have never before heard on this floor a defense of the right to spy. I didn't realize that the First Amendment contained a right to espionage. The senator from Kentucky mentions the Bill of Rights. I must have missed the right of Chinese governments to spy on Americans in our Bill of Rights. Because that's what we're talking about here. Oh, the senator from Kentucky can watch as many dance videos as he wants. I have no objection to that. See, that was unnecessary. Could watch them on this floor for all I care. Fine. What I object to is the Communist Chinese Party using this app on Americans' phones to spy on Americans without their consent. The senator says that Americans can simply not use this app, just turn it off. That's not the case. If you turn it off, it continues to collect information. You don't get to consent. TikTok doesn't ask you, do you want to share your information? It takes it. It doesn't ask you for permission to track your location. It takes it. It doesn't ask you for permission to share it with the Communist Chinese Party. It just does it. So he he had me until he lost me. Let me explain. What he should have said is laid out the point that, yeah, you don't have the right to spy. Espionage is not legal. Like, well, other Microsoft spies on you. Okay, Microsoft, U.S. company, not Chinese company, is what Microsoft is doing is shady? Yes, for different reasons. People give me this either or nonsense. Well, we should just let Chinese spy in America. Yeah, I I agree with what Holly's saying. Then he's like, well, you know, Paul can sit around and watch dance videos all he wants. Unnecessary, dude. Paul's one of the good guys. Don't don't do that. You don't need. I'm not. Look, I disagree with you on this particular yes. stance, but I'm not going to turn and go. Well, Rob, why don't you? There's nothing that can be gained from that. I think that there is a good balanced argument that we can have between regulating espionage and trying to make sure that the enshrined rights of free speech are protected. 
All right, that's Tony Kennett. He's in for Casey today. Kev's here. I'm Rob. When we come back, Jim Merritt going to join us. Those property tax bills, Tony. You know, the ones that we told you about a year ago that were going to be super high, and then the Republicans down the street from us went, no, oh, how does Kendall know? He's a shock jock. He's just doing it for ratings. Well, they showed up, and they were all really high. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. I'm sure we'll get a whole bunch of apologies from the Indiana House Republicans and Senate Republicans yeah, don't hold and all breath. the other people, and Merritt will be with us to explain what the heck is going on with the property tax bills, what can be done about it. Now, newsflash, uh, teaser, not much. We'll get into that coming up next. today and oh look who it is he spent 30 years in the indiana senate he tries to help us make sense of what in the world these people are doing down the street from us jim Merritt, how are you my friend robert i'm well well let's start with the big story and that was the property tax bills are starting to show up in people's mailboxes and they are everything we said they were going to be good night jim we had a year the republicans had a year to do something about it they did absolutely nothing you know these people why People have taken to social media and they're and they're mad, and they're going to get more upset. I don't know why anybody uh, would not have a little meeting last summer to talk about this onrush. Robert, we knew this was coming a year ago. Yeah, and if, if with every all 150 in Indianapolis gonna last get a, summer, going to get a T-shirt that said "Rob was right." Well, it, it, there are a lot of people who were right because a, there was a cacophony of people. A that, what? <laughs> what word did you use? A cacophony. It means like a large, raucous well, noise. Of course you would know what that Thank was. Thank you, Tony. Right. I, yeah. well, I'm trying I, to I keep learned, up with Tony I here. learned that word in Calvin and Hobbes. You so totally, too highly you totally pulled that out, didn't you, Merrick? Because you said, Kenneth's here and he's really smart. I'm going to use a big word. Robert didn't know Visqueen last time. <laughs> he's not very pedantic, <laughs> is he? <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. It, 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 it's uh, The time is now, uh, but the time has passed. They had a really good opportunity with an enormous surplus. They could... They could have had a homestead credit. They could have done something with the May 10th and November 10th bills last summer because they, they, they've got windfalls of money, and this is going to create a windfall for local government. And also, when you take a look at the communication side of this, they haven't spent the last year preparing Hoosiers for it either. There has been no policy. There's been no salute to Hoosiers who pay their property taxes that this is coming, this is what we're going to do. No communication policy whatsoever. Yeah, and that's so weird, right? And, and the talk- governor hasn't spoken on it. What, what, right. Oh, no, no. He has spoken on it. He just hasn't spoken about it in a way that makes sense. He's talked all kinds of ways about how Indiana's going to spend money. Because when you talk about taxes, <laughs> what do people immediately look for? Well, comma, how's the state spending my money? What does Holcomb do? He gets up in front of the state and say, we need to pay all of our teachers at least $60,000. We need to be that state. And everyone's like, oh, that's where my money's going to. I don't even have kids in the school. Why are my property taxes going up? Oh, because Eric's spending my money. Yeah, so th- this is the point, right? A year ago on this program, we did segments plural. It was when Casey first started here. No question about it. Having people send us your assessed value. Well, anybody, certainly in the legislature, because they write the policy, should know that if the assessed value goes up based on the way we tax, that the property taxes are going to go up. And Jim, Tony, I'll let both of you chime in on this. Jim, you go first. The only logical reason they didn't do something is they don't care. Well, and I've said this numerous times, it's not a crisis back then. 
It, it was so far in a distance that no one could see it. And, and and Republicans and Democrats alike, but Republicans most of the time, when you're in a supermajority, you've got the governor's chair, you've got everybody in the state house. They have to have a crisis. It's not education. They have to have a crisis. And when the when the May 10th continue to leak out, that'll be a crisis, but they'll be out of session. So uh, politicians deal with crisis. They don't deal with just the average uh, problem. Crisis is what's going to have to happen for action to be taken. We've got, it'll be fine-itis. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be, well, it'll, be, it'll, be, word, it'll be the next session's problem. Well, and, and that's how we operate. Well, and it's interesting. And people last, will suffer now. Last yeah. year when we were doing this, and this is all the way up into this session, when we were telling people what was going to happen, they were going, well, how does Rob Kendall know? He's a shock jock. He's just doing this for ratings. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Well, then darn. I must be really on How top of it. How dare you read those numbers I, and it's math. infer what came out of those numbers? It's math. If the if you tax based on assessed value, and yes, there are certain deductions that some people get, and there are different things that go into it, but by and large, if you tax a percentage of the assessed value and the assessed value skyrockets, well, obviously, Tony, your property taxes for the overwhelming majority of people are going to go up. I'm going to start hauling junk into the front of my lawn so that my, my property value goes <laughs> down people are going to be setting large bear traps for their county assessors when it comes to and this happened with the pandemic when it comes to the legislator having to go to church or not being able able to go to church or go to the, not being able to go to the gym or the grocery store or their neighbor knocks on their door and says what in the heck are you doing that is crisis, and that's what's going to have to happen with this property tax assessment issue. I'm, I've got a hot take here for a prediction. You I think have a that, hot take? No way. Sh- shut up, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I think you're going to see a lot of local governments that are going to be filing complaints with the state house because you have a lot. Again, a lot of assessing offices at this point in time are going to be very unfriendly or getting very unfriendly receptions repeal, around town. Repeals. Yes, mm-hmm. because that's what determines the property tax yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, you. What, There's gonna be my a house didn't actually add that much value this last year. My, my assessment of our value went up. Makes me want to not keep working on the house. Why would I keep working on my house? I'm just going to get taxed more for it. Mm-hmm. Why would you go to Home Depot to pick up a new coat of paint? You're picking up a new ledger of property taxes for yourself. B equals C. No uh, question about it. Uh, it's the Kendall Casey Show. Casey's out today. Tony Kennett in for Casey. Jim Merritt here with us. Of course, he spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. We're talking about these property tax bills that are now showing up. We were completely right. Uh, well, duh. That's what we do here. So, there. I think the, I think the more alarming thing is that there appears to be, look, Thompson's got this bill that does the bare minimum. They went kicking and screaming on that. There's some other minor bills. Again, some of them may pass, some of them may not. But it's like the Republicans, they seem annoyed. I mean, when we had Cherish Pryor in here last week, she was way more passionate than any Republican. She's a Democrat, an Indianapolis Democrat, and she's way more passionate about property taxes than any Republican I've seen. Th- these Republicans, they are annoyed that they have to do something about property. It's going to have to smack them in the head, Tony. It's going to have to be a crisis. It's going to have to damage careers for this something to happen. And this is one of the things that I really don't like saying because a lot of people will fire back and say, "Well, they're just they're just Hoosiers like you and me. How can you say anything?" Because when I, I I spoke out recently and I, I called into question as well to quote unquote supposedly conservative school board members, and I get the whole, "Well, you just you should just be a lot nicer." No, look, you run for public office. You're responsible. Yeah. You're responsible for the bills that you pass. You are responsible for the charges that you levy. You are responsible for the policies that you 
purvey, you know, alliteration there. Great. And the problem is that a lot of these legislators <laughs> believe that they are far high and above that because, again, they have the supermajority. They don't need to worry about anything. They don't answer to you. You answer to them. And they're going to get a rude awakening when a lot of Hoosiers realize that, you know what, I don't care if they've been in the state house for 15, 20, 30 years. My green grocer, who's now running for the state house, says that he's not going to do this. Maybe I will vote for him in the primary. And that's what needs to happen. Will these property taxes be enough to crack Hoosiers out of apathy? I don't know. I and hope it, so. And here's what I love. So I got a mailer. So by the way, our schools apparently have so much money that these are the mailers that they can send out. I got a mailer from Brownsburg Schools, and they, it was a preemptive strike on these tax bills showing up. It, no coincidence, they came this week. The bills came this week. They beat the mailer. The, they beat the bills out. And they basically said, well, your taxes are about to go up, but here in Brownsburg, it's not our fault because we didn't raise our tax rate, so don't blame us. So by the way, when, when people like Jim Lucas come out and go, well, you don't want local governments to suffer, do you? Our school has so much money, they can do a taxpayer-funded mailer to tell you the high taxes aren't their fault. And Brownsburg schools, my school tax went up, uh, I think, something like $232 before the deductions uh, kicked in. They're not giving any of that money back. They're not going, oh, hey, you guys should really cool it on these uh, assessed value increases because we don't want that extra money. They want it as much as anybody. So for them to say, well, it's not our fault your taxes went up. If you didn't exist or were coming out in the schools, we're going, don't raise the assessed value. You, it wouldn't be happening. So, well, talk to people in other counties where right. their property taxes are growing up, right. and they have a referendum. Right, and <laughs> and and on yeah, that, you're welcome, Brownsburg. No referendum there. Did, did you notice that when Rob said he quoted, you know, Lucas, and he said, "You don't want them to suffer, do you?" He when he dipped into that 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 English accent. You don't want the, the local governments to suffer, do you? And everyone does that. Why? Because that's a stupid argument. Oh, we have to raise time. You don't want them to suffer. You don't want the nurses to suffer during COVID. You don't want the teachers to suffer during the shortage. They don't actually have an answer. They don't have any data to back that up. They're trying to guilt you for asking them why you are paying more money. It is your right as a taxpayer and as a citizen of the state of Indiana to know where your money is going. If a representative guilts you for asking that question, throw them out of office. Well, well also, though, when you talk about local government, that's a blob. People really don't, when you think of local government, the average guy in the street, they don't know what that is. They don't know it's a corner. They but don't you don't know. want them to suffer, do you, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, They have no idea how to quantify that. And all they do is have this high tax bill that comes in, into the mail, and they don't know where the money's going. No, you got to bring out the scapegoats. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to hike out you know, all the people up on sticks and say, this is Jennifer. Jennifer's got one arm, she's got PTSD, and she also is a special education teacher. You don't want Jennifer's salary to go down. That's why we need high Indiana, a Mer- state that works. Tony makes me look bad, Robert. Mer- no, Merritt, here's the thing. Here's what I love Evan Kinnon on. I never thought I'd see a day where I'm not the most offensive person on WI. IBC, and he is far eclipsed. Oh, by the I'm way, saying, I, I, they paint the most pathetic person to come out and they say, you don't want to harm them, do you? Taxes. We're, we're going to get back into this a little bit later in the show. I'm going to read a letter that someone who got their bill yesterday sent their state rep and state senator. It's really, really, really good. Uh, Merritt, before we let you go, where can people find you these days? What are you doing? At Jim Underline Merritt. Uh, we also have Merritt the Morning with Klopp, and uh, it's a podcast, and I hope you listen. All right, Jim Merritt, thank you my friend. Thank you. 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey show. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. 
If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Yeah, legendary band called it's the, the Band. The Band. And none of that Joan Baez bullcrap of the night they drove old Dixie down. Good job, Kev. <laughs> All right, it's the Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WBC. Uh, Tony Kennett in for Casey today. So um, yesterday we, we did a deep dive on the fact that uh, in a random, confused, likely accidental act of legislative accountability, the... Uh, Republicans sent a bill to the governor that would rightfully say, if you are a child, you cannot change what sex you are. You're an adult, you chop it, you grow it, you do the shots, the whatever. That's That's not what the bill says. What does it say? The bill says that you cannot give a minor hormonal treatments or... Uh, transgender affirming surgery. Well, that's what I just said. No, you said that a kid, because apparently you can, hey, if I, you know, come out on the air right now and announce, and I, by the way, Tony Kennett now I identify as a girl, some would say that's changing the sex. Think Caitlyn Jenner. That is not changing Bruce the Jenner, sex. That never chopped off the weenie, but says they're a girl oh, now. Okay, well, fine. Whatever. Well, you have they, to be clear with your language here because terrible? the trans will, they'll <laughs> come out and they'll wave their kids with their flags in your face and go, you want genocide? <laughs> But yes, the bill is sitting on the governor's desk, which leads me to a question here. Do you actually believe that when they say it's on the governor's desk, no. do you think that it's sitting on his desk on like the wooden no. desk? No, I can assure you it is in some high-ranking bureaucrat's hands who is reading it and then is advising him on whether to sign it or I've not. Always want, governor Walker, when I worked in Governor Walker's office in Wisconsin, when they said it was on his desk, I went in and looked on his desk. The bills were not on the physical desk. I find that misleading. So uh, would it be safe to say the bill says that chemically or physically you cannot take some child that is a girl and make him a boy? Or some yeah, boy no, that is a no transgender girl. medical procedures for kids. Okay, perfect. Period. So this made it to the governor. It passed. I'm still blown away, and we can get into this a little bit later because I thought you had a great take for this week's state house happenings on why this is happening. That they refused to, the Republicans refused to hear the bill in the Senate that would say DCS can't take your kid away from you if you don't support them transitioning. But yet they have a bill to the governor that says you can't transition the kid. It right. makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. What, you want to get into it right now? I mean, my, my response to this is that while I still believe that they should have passed a bill that says the DCS cannot take your kids from you because you don't affirm their gender, the bill that was entered did not adequately pick apart the huge spaghetti bowl that is Indiana DCS Child Protective Services law. There is a lot of junk that goes in there, and I feel that the reason the bill wasn't heard is not because that Bray has secret, you know, 
wanting to take kids away from homes, you know, affirmations. Just I don't lazy. Think that, yeah, laziness. They don't actually want to rip apart all of the massive legal precedent and policy that has infested our government. So Bray, Bray, Rod Bray, the pro tem of the Senate, basically said, there's going to be a lot of work, and I don't really want to get into limiting government or what government can do, so yeah, just be, screw be, it. There might even be one whole sleepless night in there. Can't let that happen. <laughs> Which is really weird because he's an attorney, so he should be good at the attorney That's, speak, right? Uh, but that also makes sense, right? Who better than an attorney to know when the, spag- the spaghetti bowl of legal jargonese is going to be too much of a pain to explain to the media? So this bill made it to Holcomb's desk that says the chopping, the growing, the puberty blockers, the whatever, you can't do that. And Holcomb... Have- <laughs> Have you ever gotten a clear statement from this guy other than it, when it was what a great guy Malik Muhammad is? Have you ever gotten a clear statement from Eric Holcomb on just about anything? Governor Holcomb has never issued three collective sentences that stated any one thing ever. He's never actually made a claim or a stand on absolutely anything ever, period. The, the man's middle name is Wishy Washered. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, so our news gathering partners at Wish TV, uh, I guess, caught up with Holcomb, and they asked him, okay, hey, this bill is on your desk, or it will be on your desk. You'll have seven days from that time. What are you going to do? And the roller coaster this guy went on in about 30 seconds. We're going to break it up into two clips because I hear him start talking in the beginning, and I go, well, this kind of sounds like he's really definitively going to sign this bill, and that's weird because, remember, he vetoed the transports bill last year. I mean, there's a precedent for him on this. He vetoed the transports bill last year. So everybody's going, yeah, he's surely going to veto this because this bill probably makes his uh, adult supervision over at the Indy Chamber. The reason uh, he and gave, Indiana Chamber very upset. The reason that he gave for vetoing the bill last time was he said that it's not a big deal. We need to spend our time doing important things for the state of Indiana. We don't need to waste our time with this. Uh, he can't really say that at this point uh, because there have been several horrific videos and pictures and a lot of studies from not just Indiana but around the country where a lot of kids are getting their genitals cut off or their sexual organs messed with or they are being chemically castrated or their endocrine systems nuked, thyroid, pituitary gland issues, etc. No long-term studies talking about how what this is going to do to kids long-term. There are a lot of reasons that this legislation is finally necessary because of the rise, this fad of transgendering children all right so we're gonna play this roller coaster now keep in mind this is essentially now wish tv cut it up because they did a little commentary you know in in between the reporting but this is basically the same 30 seconds of the guy talking and he seemingly i don't know if changes his mind is the right word but he's all over the map in this 30 seconds let's play the first part of it where he kind of sounds like yeah i'm gonna go forward with this and it's the parents' right and responsibility to care for that child's health. Um, it's also their legal obligation. And what is legally permissible for a minor on this front or other examples are dealt with in the state house by the legislature. Okay, so you hear that and you go, all right, sounds like he's going to say that they have the ability to do just, that. And this is so politician language, though. Just every single, the rights and legal apathies. <laughs> I use big words occasionally. Because I like smart. big words. No, because I'm just kind of arrogant. But uh-huh. that's beside the point. I try to use them in a way that kind of works in the sentence, right? Like I try to I try to bring the conversation into a normal way of speaking. Yeah. This man just, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what are you saying? Right. Oh, it kills me. Keep it going. Okay, so this... So that was the first part. You're thinking, all right, 
maybe he's going to surprise us all and it's going to be just straight away. I'm going to sign this bill. But then here's the second part of it. And I have no idea what he's saying here. I'll take the time to go through it word for word um, before making my final uh, decision. Uh, but I won't dither. This uh, could make its way, you know, to my desk today or tomorrow or, you know, in short order. And uh, we'll put the right time into it and make sure I get every question that I might have answered by whom? before making that decision. But I won't do it. It won't be long. By whom? Whom is he at? Who is he asking questions question. to? Also, wait a minute. So it's passed, but it, it hasn't made its way. To tell me, did this interview take place before the bill passed the Senate? No, I think this was yesterday. They okay, read wait the story yesterday. So the bill's headed to his desk. Who does the bill head to before it gets to his desk? Here's what I learned. There's a legal process by which they consider the bill to his desk. There's some signature that has to go on. The, the, there's a certain formal signing, and then there's a literal clock where they say, okay, the bill is now considered on your desk. But, dude, this has been a high-profile bill. It's been all over the news. When will we pass a bill to ban dithering? That's what Holcomb cares about. And for him to ban go. Ban the damn the dithering. I don't know. I, I wish us the best. It's just always with this guy. You just never get a straight answer unless, of course, it is what a great guy Malik Muhammad is. Or I will try to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. Then you, you totally get straight answers. <sighs> Being tough guy with the gymnasiums and the barbershops, straight answer there. But if it is, will you sign this really important high-profile bill? I won't dither. Uh, speaking of the transgender issue, are you aware that there is this, what's it being called, Trans Day of Rage? That is no, Day of place? Vengeance. Oh, Vengeance. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. you mean the, the day that the Indiana ACLU has encouraged transgender protesters to storm the state capitol in the state oh, house in Indianapolis that on Saturday. That sounds very uplifting. I guess there's a local one going on. Oh, yeah. We're, we're gonna, they're coming here. They're gonna, there's not anyone scheduled to be in the state house on Saturday, but they're going to bust in and they're going to yell and, and scream. and I, I, Insurrection. I, trans Direction. Transurrection. Tucker Carlson uh, addressed this last night uh, to start off his show. So once again, you should not be surprised at all that there is something called the Trans Day of Vengeance coming this weekend, planned by Antifa in Washington, D.C. It was originally called the Trans Day of Visibility, but the Trans Radical Activist Network, the organizers, decided to change the name just before the massacre in Nashville. Now it's a Trans Day of Vengeance. And they mean vengeance. Vengeance for what? That's not clear. They've been caught, and so they become more aggressive as people who worship themselves always do. And you can see it all over social media, threatening images everywhere. One trans activist posted this message yesterday, quote, kill Christ behead Christ roundhouse kick a Christ into the concrete, slam dunk a Christ baby into the trash can. Attached to this post is an image of someone holding a rifle and wearing body armor. Uh, phenomenal job on the beeping by Kevin and the word he was using there rhymes with duck. Uh, what are they angry about? They say they say it's genocide, and then they expect people not to uh, react violently to that. All right, Tony Kennett's in for Casey. Kev's here when we come back. Mayorkas, he was in front of Congress yesterday talking about the border, and boy, that guy is dumb. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Back with my wife in Tennessee.